brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferry, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. This week, we will talk about why it is important to have the customer at the core of your brand. Being customer-centric means more than just having a 24-7 customer service hotline or posting slogans highlighting that the customer is always right. Though a lot of companies claim of adopting a customer-first approach, in many cases, the focus on customers is actually just an afterthought. In today's episode of Brand Over Coffee Conversations, we will discuss about the importance, benefits, and what it takes to be a customer-centric brand. I am fortunate to speak with Mayra Hortado. Mayra works for one of the biggest global sports brands as Senior Director for Concept to Consumer, Product and Omnichannel Strategy in Southeast Asia and the Pacific. Hi, Mayra. Welcome. Thank you so much again for taking the time to have this conversation with me. Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate this time to chat a little bit about uh, what it is to make a big brand. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited to have our chat. I did mention your job title, and it would be great if you could talk more about what you do. Absolutely. So uh, the last, um, I don't know, 10 to 12 uh, years, I've spent in um, working in Southeast Asia and the Pacific, working at a sports brand. Mainly my role has been uh, delivering a concept to the consumer. So how do we bring stories to life and get a consumer through uh, a journey where they will fall in love with our brand. Interesting. So for our conversation, we could divide it into three parts just to guide us. So the first part, we could talk about why it is important to ensure that the customer is at the center of your brand or business. The second part, we could talk about some examples of customer-centric brands, so brands that have done this right. And then the third part, we could talk about your tips, so a brand or business stays customer-focused. So yeah, so why is it important that the customer is always at the center of a brand or business? Well, I think the answer to that is actually fairly simple. If the consumer doesn't know they want you or they don't want you, you won't be able to get your your product or your brand or your story out there. And sometimes it's, uh, well, in some cases, it could be that you need to find that product that they're all looking for. Sometimes it's about telling them why you will serve a need that they might not need, know they have. So. Yeah. For example, it could be that you might uh, realize that somebody has the need to have a bicycle. So if you identify that early, you can make sure that you are telling them that you have that bicycle. On the other hand, you might have a product, but your consumer doesn't know that they want that product is how do you get them through the uh, journey or the consumer journey to get them to see why you would make their lives better yeah it's interesting because uh 
Henry Ford said it, no? If you ask your customers what they would need, they will just add, tell you faster horses, right? So I think it's very important for a brand or a business to, of course, innovate and think beyond what, you know, what the customers may need. But at the same time, it should still root in customer realities and insights. So you cannot just create something without it centering in their customer pain points or in their daily realities, right? So I think Absolutely. that's important. Absolutely. I think I really like that example. And what I like about that example is that they really did not know that they wanted to have a car. They, at that point of time, having a horse, that made you a rich man. And nowadays, having a, a, a very nice card makes you feel like you are on top of the world, right? But times change. So the question is, as a brand, how do you get your, your consumer to see the value on something they never even have imagined before? Yeah, absolutely correct. So yeah, so the biggest importance or advantage of actually putting the customer at the center of your brand or business is that you will be able to sell your products because you're catering it to them, right? It is for them. Uh, Yeah, we have seen a lot of businesses, for example, that when they create the product, some spending even years to perfect it. But upon market launch, they're like, okay, why is this not selling? Because at the end of the day, if the customers don't see a need for that product in their everyday life, you know, they don't see the value for that product, why would they buy it, right? But if your product is engineered around a real customer pain point, or you're even thinking out of the box and making sure that it's something that is unimaginable for them, but it's actually creating value in their life, then they will definitely buy that product, right? So I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Do you have any specific examples that you think are like, aha, this is actually a very good product or service that is totally hinged on a customer reality or pain? Yeah, you know, I think um, the times that we're living now, they're really interesting. I'm, well, they're really stressful for most of us and most companies, even the ones that are doing well. It can be very stressful times. And at the same time, I think there's a lot of opportunities that can be found. And it's a little bit like you said, how do you think out of the box to take your your product and your story to the consumer? How do you speak to the consumer and attract them to to, to your product? And um, what I realized is that smaller companies have been especially good, at least here in Singapore, to get to the consumer and to solve the need. So how do you talk to them to know that they want to come to you? How do you get them to come to you? So... um, Smaller companies have been specifically well-versed in React and getting online, offering their services, getting in touch with their, their customers through social media, Facebook Messenger, this and that. And there's one specific example that I heard from a friend of mine. You know, I was talking about bicycles a minute ago, and uh, what we read online is that now everybody has the time and also the 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 willingness to try new things. And one thing that everybody's trying is going on bicycle rides. Uh, So somehow there was a shortage around the world about uh, on getting 
uh, bicycles. And what this small shop, neighborhood shop did in Singapore is that, of course, everybody is on Facebook, but what they do or what they did is that when their customers started coming to their their Facebook site, they started engaging with them and answering all their questions. So now the consumer has more time to research and to engage. And if you're there ready to answer those questions and being consumer-centric to understand what they're looking for and match your value and your product proposition to that need is just about how do you get creative so what they did let me give you a bit of a, a little bit of story is that my friend went uh, to look for his uh, bicycle email them text them and the guy said hey you know what what i'll do is i'll come over to your place i'll bring a couple of bikes i'll give you a couple of examples and then i'll show you which one you like and then you can try it around i'll leave it with you for an hour or so and then i'll come back and then you take either one or the other or or just one so you know it's um it's just the ability of being there when the consumer wants it but the service did not stop there obviously my friend took the, the bicycle and we're talking about a lot of these uh, items might be big ticket items so consumer will first of all research a lot nowadays because they have the time and also they want to be mindful of how they spend and secondly they're involved into this whole process. So the service did not stop there. Obviously, what this, this shop knew was that these bikes come without the pedals. So the guy even upsell said, hey, by the way, the bike will come without the pedals. I have a couple of options. I can bring them with me. And if you're interested, you can keep them. So he was not pushy, but he knew that they will be required. I mean, it would have been just easy to do the sell and maybe he'll come back later. Maybe who cares? You know, at the end of the day, I've sold the bike. And he went one step further and, and without pushing the sale, he was kind enough to say, hey, I do have this because it will be required. You can try it. I'll bring it with me. So needless to say, they did the sale. And I think we see a few other shops that are doing the same. They're trying to engage uh, the consumer by social media. So that's an example that I really appreciate. Interesting that you actually highlighted examples that have been shining during this pandemic. I think one advantage for these smaller companies is really their agility. You know, they're so fast. And at the same time, they're so hungry because they know that if they don't make the sale right now, if they don't adapt, if they're not flexible, then it's the end of the line for them. But at the same time, I think what's going well for these smaller businesses is that their customers would be their life. They have the day-to-day interactions with the customers. They know what these customers need. They know where these customers are. That's a big thing. Actually, pretty good example as well is in the Philippines. It's the Filipino version of McDonald's. So it's called Jollibee. At the start of the pandemic, so there was a big lockdown in the Philippines. Of course, no one was going to their stores, right? So what they did Practically overnight, they started selling their food and groceries in supermarkets so that people would start buying and just frying them at home, enjoying that piece of fried chicken that you normally would get from the restaurant or from the fast food chain. And you can just do it at home. And I think, again, you know, that goes back to if you have the customer at the center of everything that you do, you would know when and where you could touch them and to stay relevant for them to actually buy you and continue to support you, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I really like the word that you used just now about being hungry. I think that it's an advantage that smaller companies have or smaller businesses that they are very hungry. And I think uh, in their cases, what is really important to be aware of is that they need to think out of the box. Again, going back to, to that phrase you said at the beginning, the possibilities are there. Things don't have to be expensive. You don't need to spend a big buck to be there. It's just about being customer-centric and understanding, like you said, what are creative ways that I can get to the customer, what the customer is looking for. So if it's having that sense of a good, nice comfort food, maybe I cannot get it in the store, but I still want to have it, you know, because we are at home have it in the right place where I could actually get it or being, uh, how do I get the product faster? Because, you know, I just have the possibilities. So, and those are things that are not expensive. They're just thinking out of the box and it comes out of hunger. Now, that is not to say that bigger companies cannot do it. Of course they can. And I think that that hunger exists. So the question in those cases is how do you mind or how do you draw from the hunger of your teams? And I think here that the key for it is you need to listen to those people that are in and out living and breathing your, your brand. You need to listen to the people that are interactive either with your customers, with your consumers, with other people, and then get always have an ear to the ground to the walls to everywhere because i was reading this post from i think it was sinek mm -hmm. saying our job as managers is not to talk but to listen and if there's a perfect time to do that is listen to those people that they're as hungry but they just need to know that they're being listened and they'll have the answers and of course for the bigger brands you do have people within the company that are really in touch with the customers. So your salespeople who are really there every day interacting with the customers. You do have as well, even in the marketing, the fact that you're following Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts of your target customer, these are ways of actually listening to your customers and getting to know them better, right? Actually, interesting when we were talking about being there for the customer. Right now, a lot of people are saying, oh, yes, we have to go digital. Everything has to be online. But I think for you to really stay relevant, for you to be a brand that your customers would fall in love with and would purchase, you have to be where they are offline and online. It cannot just be the whole time digital. You do have as well uh, offline touch points and please share with us what you think because of course, that's what you do every day, right? You are trying to be where the customers are and to develop products and services so that they will fall in love with your brand and buy you over competition. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I think uh, let's think of it as a relationship with your consumer, right? And I think like in any relationship, I mean, it's great to be online. It's true. We need to be present online. But I think people also like to have relationships face to face. And I think to in order to complement my personal opinion is that in order to complement that whole journey of getting them to fall in love with your brand and with your, your story is you need to be both online. So they're able to hear about you, to see what you're about, but you, they also have to be able to experience who you are. So let's uh, call it something like a maybe blind dating where you have the opportunity to see everything 
about a person uh, online, you have those conversations, but then at some point you also want to have that interaction with them to see what you're all about. So it has to be an omni-channel. In my opinion, it, it must be an omni-channel approach. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're correct. You cannot proceed to marriage if you're just stuck on Tinder the whole time, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to explain that. Okay, so we've spoken about the importance and the benefits of having your customers at the core of your business and your brand. What about challenges, Myra? What are the typical challenges that a company or a business would encounter when they have the customer at the center of everything? Overall, it all summarizes in fear. Fear of what you think you don't know or fear of change, fear of stepping out of the the comfort zone. I think everything can be summarized on that. Now, to get more specific, I think there's uh, internal and external challenges. I think that internally is how adaptive you and your team are to, to the circumstances. How well do you understand the value proposition that you have and, and how avid you are in communicating that. So I think the solution is to to just, like you said, be hungry and be curious. So you need to ask questions always. To me, when I have a problem, I go directly to question, 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 question. And then an answer always comes from somewhere, but questions. And I think externally, of course, we know there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't really know. There's a lot of things we can't control. Things are changing and they're changing super fast, but they always have. It's just that now it's a little bit more blunt. I mean, things were already changing. Things were already becoming digital. Consumer has always wanted to be wooed. So... It goes back to how do you, despite of being afraid or being in the comfort zone, how do you push yourself, your team and your brand to step out of the comfort zone? Of course, you, you do have to have some uh, measured risk uh, or you have to be careful, of course, but how do you make sure that you're not frozen without inactivity and, and try to, to adapt fast? Yeah. Yeah. But I think for some companies, you also do have the challenges of it's not in their DNA to put the customers really at the core of everything. It's just for them. Okay, we sell, sell, sell. We produce the product. We do have the perfect service without having to check it out with your customers. And sometimes that also, it's a, it's a question of culture, and I think that's also Absolutely. one thing that a lot of businesses right now, given the pandemic, a lot of them have really taken a step back, reassessed their business, what they do, how well they're doing things. Are they really putting their customers at the core of everything? Because right now, competition is very, very intense. Huh? You don't just have competition from your usual competitors but you also have competition just from everywhere, from different markets, especially yeah. now with the digital yeah. platforms. E-commerce is booming. So if you're just focusing on, say, usually your own city, all of a sudden you have different products and brands coming in from other cities or even other countries. <laughs> right? Yes. And I think what you said is, I wanted to pick up with what you said is, are you really putting the consumer at the center of everything you do. I think we need to go back to that question. I really like that you brought it up because 
we really need to ask ourselves this question every day and every time we, we roll a project or we roll a product. And the, the immediate answer might be, of course. And then we need to ask again, are we really doing it? And then he might say yes. And then we need to ask again. And then maybe if I don't know, the third time he says, definitely, I'm confirmed that we are great. But maybe at the third point, you might realize, mm, maybe not. Why not? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What am I leaving behind? What is outside? And I think that's why I really like that you, you brought up that question because it goes back to how do I need to be curious and I need to ask questions about my current status, my status quo, and can that change? Would that take me out of the comfort zone? Absolutely. Okay, now as we are ending the conversation, what would be your tips? I'm sure you do have tips and recommendations, especially for smaller companies or brands. How does one business or company or brand stay customer focused? I think that it goes back to being creative. And I know it's a big word. And how do I get to be creative? And sometimes it's just about sitting down and brainstorm and, uh, and accepting that Every idea is a good idea and there's no crazy ideas, uh, especially not now, right? We never, we not ever expect that we would be in this crazy situation. So there's no crazy ideas. I think that what we also need to keep in mind is that everybody around us is a resource. And uh, there's something that you said just a minute ago that we are consumers as well. So how do, would I like to be treated? How do I like to be spoken? Yeah, it can be tricky, you know, because we're biased. We know our product, we know our situation. But if I just think about the things that have changed in how I do things now that maybe we're working from home or we have to be a couple of months without staying at home or maybe I change my habits in how I eat, how I exercise, et cetera, et cetera, I am a a consumer as well, like you said. So what are the things that I'm doing that is very likely other people are doing as well? So I think it's good to do a self-check-in about what what we know and what we don't know. I think it's good to have these type of conversations because I think they're very enriching. So you might uh, learn something from someone else. I always like uh, hearing what other people are doing and you build from that. I think it's good to read a little bit and I think once you start piecing all these bits of information undoubtedly you will get some crazy ideas just do not or should I say consider them all do not discard them consider them all yeah yeah and I do like what you said earlier think of it as a relationship you have to seduce the customer. You have to make it sexy. You have yeah. to, you cannot just treat them or look at them as numbers. And you're absolutely correct. Look at it as, as a relationship. Absolutely. You know, you need to build trust. You need to give them what they want. You need to know where they are, their likes, what makes them scared. Yeah, so that's very important. A lot of people might equate, oh, I don't have the budget for customer research. I don't have this or that. They would look at it as an expense. But I think one simple way as well to do it is just to get to know your who you're talking to. Go to the supermarket and check out what they're buying. Are they even at the supermarket or they're just buying everything online? Observe not only what they do, 
or what they buy, but why they buy and why they do what they do. Get into their head, get to know them, and then that's it. You would you would figure it out, but you have to get the basics done. And and yeah, I like absolutely. Yeah. Wow, Myra, that was really a very good and one enlightening conversation, especially right now. It's very important to just remind everyone, given the clutter in today's marketplace, now more than ever, it has become more critical for a brand or business to delight their customers. And we spoke about it. It takes time. Like in any relationship, it takes time. It requires some investment. However, it is necessary to survive and thrive in this cutthroat environment. So yeah, keep your customers at the core of everything that you do and it will pay off, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Myra. And good luck with everything that you're doing. Stay safe and healthy in Singapore. And I appreciate the time that you took out to have this conversation with me. Thank you. Yeah. On the contrary, thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag BrandOverCoffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at AndreaA.Ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations.